0: All right, Welcome to another episode of Pass the Salt. I am here with Zoe Hardeman and you are a student at Harrelson County High School, correct?
1: Yes, I am. I'm a sophomore.
0: Sophomore at Harrelson County High School. So this is our first, so uh, well, I mean, we've been having some bringing people on. Uh, and this kind of where it started. And so just to kind of get a little backstory, you listened to the first episode with Macy and then you reached out and said you wanted to come on and here we are
1: yes and, essentially
0: so what what are you what what are you involved with at harrelson county
1: well um I'm obviously I'm on FCA leadership team and I'm also in the salt program with Macy and a bunch of other people at Bremen. And I played volleyball at Bremen, or not at Bremen, at Aronson County. And I've played tennis. And then I played slow pitch uh, softball this past year. And then I'm involved in like little various clubs and things like that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So this was, like I said, this was something, this was the whole point. The whole point we started this was to get more students from the surrounding area involved. So I'm very excited about this. Uh, I will say when you first reached out, uh, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. I was not sure at mm-hmm. all, but everyone that I talked to, so I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some, some big, uh, big brag on you right now. Everyone, <laughs> everyone that I talked to, and I was like, okay, Zoe Hardeman from Harrison County, she's reached out. She wants to come on, on Pass Assault. And everyone was like, get her on. She's awesome. <laughs> she is one of the best leaders over there at the FCA at Harrison County. I mean, so you're, you're 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 doing really well like whatever you're doing over there you're doing really well Mm -hmm. so i'm very excited about this so we had kind of talked about you know what you wanted to talk about and kind of what was Mm -hmm. on your heart and one of the topics that we we kind of landed on was doubt Mm -hmm. right yeah and so i think that's a i love that um because when you start reading about it and you start studying and you start diving into everything, I mean, doubt is such a, a huge topic. And I know it's especially, uh, for high school age students mm-hmm. and predominantly, I'm not going to say that not everyone doubts, but I, I you know, we kind of talked about this. I think high school age girls. Um, yeah. so that, that's a, I think this is going to be beneficial for everyone. So let's open it up with some scripture. So you sent me uh, some scripture that you want to talk about. What's the scripture we're going to look at?
1: Yeah. It's James 1, 5 through 8. And um, whenever we had started talking about what we were going to talk about, the first thing I came up with was body image. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually doing a Bible study that kind of correlates to that. But it more correlates with like renewing your mind from the doubt and the lies. But that Mm -hmm. was just like the biggest thing that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, why should talk about body image? Because that's a huge area of doubt. And so Mm. James 1, 5 through 8 covers through that. And do you want me to read it? Are you going to read it? Yeah,
0: no, no, you go ahead. You dive in, you read it.
1: Okay. It says, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord being double-minded and unstable in all his ways.
0: Wow. And, Amen. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. And like essentially when I was, I was trying to find specific scripture on doubt because there's scripture to talk about like body image and, and your appearance, like everywhere. And like, I know a lot about that kind of scripture just because it's stuff that I constantly fight against. But this scripture I had read it before but I took my dad's study Bible and I kind of just looked at the notes and the context of it Mm. and like talking about having confidence in God and like in his promises. And there's a quote that I have written down. It's like when you're in doubt, you pray, but don't doubt your prayer because if you're Mm. going to God praying for something and you automatically doubt right off the bat, God knows your heart. You may be in a room full of people praying for a miracle, but if God knows in your head and on your heart that like, Oh, I do not think God can do this. I don't think God can save this person. I don't think you can change this person. I don't think God can release me from this temptation. Then you're not going to get delivered because you're automatically doubting God.
0: Right. Yeah, and it says it pretty explicitly in the verse. I mean, it says, you know, a person should not to expect should not expect to receive anything from the Lord if they're doubting. You know, and right. and I mean, it, it's it's clear there. Now that's that's a difficult thing to do because you know our flesh. Our our human mind sometimes yes. we can't comprehend the greatness and the goodness yeah. of God, and so that doubt starts to creep in. And when you had sent me this, I read that verse, and uh, you know it it is so powerful. And then I went to two stories in the Gospels, two stories that I think that when you look at someone who uh, could have achieved greatness and then doubted, uh, and and the first one I went to was uh, in Matthew fourteen. It's Peter on the boat. And oh uh, uh, yeah. He tells Jesus, if it's really you, Lord, tell I will come to you. I mean, we're talking about someone who had the opportunity to walk on water, right? Jesus right. was walking on water. Peter could have been that. Peter could have walked on water, but then he began to doubt, right? And then right. as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when he began he uh to Yeah, that's right. I mean, so it's like it's it's a it's a perfect visual, and that's why I love how James kind of correlates doubting to being tossed about on the ocean and it's a it's a perfect connection there of exactly seeing what does that look like practically speaking practically speaking i mean peter i mean can you imagine like if you just walked out there and you were walking on water i mean just the way people would look at you i mean just how amazing that achievement would be to be able to walk on water and peter almost had that but then he doubted right Right. you know and then the the second story i always think about i mean his name is thomas the doubter uh, that's uh not yeah a, <laughs> that's not necessarily that's how not how good I would, <laughs> that's not how i would want to be known uh but you know you have thomas the doubter who you know he he was like i'm not gonna believe unless i see it for myself and you know and of course jesus comes to him and shows him like here touch these wounds touch my side uh But then I think the the most powerful thing at the end of that is Jesus tells them, How awesome is it that you believe because you have seen, but how much greater is it for those who believe and have not seen? You know, the whole idea of our faith is we're trying to remove all that doubt. Remove all that doubt. And, you know, I think if you go back to we can we can trace doubt all the way back to the Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. right? What what started that? Well, the serpent lied and adam and eve started doubting whether or not god was really meaning Enough. what he said he meant <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh so yeah i think that's a it's a w- whether it relates to whatever it may be in your life i mean doubting is man it is a uh it is a tough thing it's to navigate so
1: deep.
0: Mm, it really is it really is
1: And another thing about that verse is like, it says in the first part of the verse, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, like, if you are honestly pursuing God and he knows your heart, he knows you're trying to pursue him unless like he has some particular reason. He's probably just not going to put up a wall where it feels like you can't learn or you can't grow. Ask God for wisdom. Ask him for belief. Like there's a song about, um, that's called bigger than I thought. And it's by Sean current. And one of the lines is I believe like, I believe all these things that you have done, but help my unbelief. You understand me. And it's like, God understands all of our thoughts. He says that in Psalm 139, like through Mm -hmm. David, he talks about that. And so it's saying that like, please help my unbelief. Please help me where I don't believe that, Hey, God can help me overcome this or he helped this person, why can't he help me? Ask God to help you overcome that belief, gain wisdom, gain scripture, and understand scripture to combat that doubt.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, the the, the importance of that is I think doubt is just, it's one of those, uh, doubt is one of those avenues that leads you to much, uh, greater oh, yes. uh, despair. Mm-hmm. You know, like the doubt may not seem like much. I mean, because there, I mean, we think about it, like, I mean, doubting something. Is not always a bad thing, you know, because like doubt mm-hmm. is just kind of like I'm using my mental faculties to try to really reason through this situation. And, you know, in life, you know, sometimes it's good to doubt something, you know, on, on this earth, right? Uh, right? Doubting God's promises are not a good thing. And so when you start right. to let doubt creep in, that doubt may lead to X, Y, and Z, which, which right. then leads it's to. It's like a heart. weed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you end up with so many different problems. You know, I I wrote down that, you know, doubt is an, is an avenue to anxiety, to unbelief. Uh, but to me, I think that sometimes that doubt in God leads to more of a self-reliance and more of a self independence. And when you start to get there, that's when you start beginning to rely on your flesh and to rely on the world. and, And we know where that ends up.
1: And like one thing that, um, I've been taught about love and I've gone through Bible studies about love. And as you're learning more about God's love, because you are ne- you can never fully understand God's love. That's my personal mm. opinion is we can never fully understand God's love for us. And so like the thing of wanting to continue to learn about God's love and like often the way that we see others or the way we see God reflects on other people. Like Mm. there's a Bible study that my leadership team is doing. It's called crazy love by Francis Chan and Amy Pointer is our leader. And she gave us that book. I love that book so much. (laughs) And it basically in the book is talking about that. Francis Chan, his relationship with his dad was never good. And that when he grew up, he was a Christian and it reflected his relationship with God. Like he basically his dad, when he was growing up, He didn't want to upset his dad because he didn't want to get in trouble. He didn't want to feel guilty. He didn't want to do anything wrong. And he he basically came out and said that that's the way his relationship with God felt. He just didn't want to anger God. Like he didn't want Mm -hmm. to go to him because he was scared because he was going to disappoint him. And like, if your relationship with someone is a certain way, it's going to reflect how you see God. If your relationship with God is this way, it's going to reflect how you see people. Like if you're doubting God, you can't ever have full faith in a person, if you're doubting Mm. God who is perfect and doesn't make mistakes.
0: Yeah. And I I definitely, I can, I can see that because if we're not, if we're, if we're doubting God's promises for our life, then, then at what point in our relationships does that start to take place? And when people start to tell us things, then we we automatically get to that, that mindset of doubt and Mm -hmm. we can never be fully committed uh, to those things because we're always thinking that they don't have what's best for me or they don't have my interest mm-hmm. in heart, you know, and you know, I, yes. I, 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 that's, that's very powerful. So uh, something I wrote down, so, so we can really get into this thing. uh, And so we're going to, you know, I like to jump right in and I like to make it personal because there's nothing better than meeting somebody for the first time and asking them personal questions. Uh, right. What, what, <laughs> what are some doubts that Zoe Hardiman has in her life right now? What are some of the doubts that you think you struggle okay. with?
1: um well i think number one is probably body image and the other day i I know this is especially a hot topic for girls i know it can mm. very very much be for guys because I, right. when i've been speaking about it there have been people that are guys that have said certain things because there's social media culture is not good like Ooh. basic, i i deleted social media like i don't know how i fasted from it a while ago i did not fast correctly i walked i will I walked around like a Pharisee with me fasting. Like I let everybody know that I was fasting. I'm not even kidding. And so when I, when I asked God, I was like, okay, God, what is the distance between me and you? And he, he, he didn't speak to me in an audible voice, like out loud, but in my head, it was like, delete social media. And that social media culture is just bad. It does not matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter Mm. which side you're on. It is constantly attacking you and it doesn't matter if you're a guy if you're a girl your body and your mind is constantly being attacked even if you have, you don't have anything remotely bad on your social media people posting certain things messes with your head mm, and mm-hmm. so body image is a particular thing and one thing i talked to my mom about yesterday was when i like i knew i was coming on the podcast i knew we were doing it today is that i felt so overwhelmed because I'm in a constant battle of body image and I'm constantly trying to fight the thought of body image or negative self talk about myself or about others. And like, should I not speak about these things because I'm still struggling with them? Like I haven't mm. overcome these things. Yeah. And my mom was like, I don't think so at all. Like, I think it's more of a reason that you should talk about this knowing that this battle, like you may never win this battle here, but you're going to win the war in eternity over mm. there."
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it is a, I, we could talk about, I mean, I think we could do every episode on Pass assault, and somehow, uh, social media is going to come up because it is mm-hmm. such, it's such a problem. Um, I mean, people my age, myself, I find myself having yeah. to do the same thing where I have to just get off of it, uh, because it will, because, um, you know, you shared, I'll share, you know, even, even on this platform, you know, you talking about getting ready for this every time that I start to get ready to do one of these uh, episodes, you know, because we're doing one, like basically about one every other week right now. But as the closer right. it gets to it, the more the doubt will creep in. Is mm-hmm. this making a difference? Like, am I like, like, what, what, what am, what am not really what am I getting out of this, but if what am I putting, if, if what I'm putting into it, is it going to bear fruit? You know? And, you know, mm-hmm. and then when you look, you know, because I have the analytics and you look and you see people looking, you get really excited, but then maybe at the tail end of the day, there's not as many people watching it. And so that doubt starts creeping. In. Well, I mean, is this something that's going to be used? And if you stay in that mindset, right? Or if you go mm-hmm. on and you see something that's more successful, and then you try to emulate that, but it's not doing what we're doing right I mean there's mm-hmm. ways to make your podcast successful if you want to you know do things that are going to compromise what this message is about and you can right. find yourself you can find yourself in those moments where you start to doubt what's the plan for this thing and the next thing you know is it's is led you down a path where you're you're doubting not just what's the purpose of this podcast but what's God's purpose for this podcast you know what is it yeah. wh- wh- why why right. are we meeting right now like what what drove you, to on your last days of social media to reach out and come on the podcast, right? There, there's got to be purpose and there has to be meaning. And if we forget about what our purpose is, right, then that doubt creeps in, right? If your body right. image, if, if, if getting a, a body image that just you yourself is satisfied, if that becomes your purpose. What are you willing to do to earn that, right? Right. And then when you start to when you, when you start to step outside of those things, that's where it's dangerous.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. You know, in social media, like we said, I mean, what are, I mean, it is, <laughs> I mean, it's we'll talk constant. about, we'll talk about being real on here because that is, I think that is one thing that we definitely want to try to do. And that's one thing that I know the leaders at West Metro FCA are, are about, are about being real, but some of the things that kids post to get likes, oh, yes. uh, it, it blows my mind. You know, I, I, I want to be able to follow students uh, because I love keeping up with what they're doing and what, but, yeah. but there's some that I have to unfollow and there's some that I have to, or just mute to where I don't see what they're posting because uh, I, I, I just don't, I don't think that's who they really are. You know, And I don't right. want to, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy thing because, you know, I think Macy hit it on the, on the, on the head. When we talked about it with her chasing likes is such a dangerous game.
1: Right. Like, um, it's just, it's so weird that that's how the world, that's how we operate. Like your Instagram thing, it sends you like this, I don't know if it's a badge or like, it's not like a certificate or anything like that, but it basically sends you a notification that says, congratulations, your post got a hundred likes. And I'm, and I'm thinking about that because I remember a specific time when it sent me that and I was like, I, cause I kept looking back at like how many likes I had. And there's a thing you can do where you hide the amount of likes that your posts get because like mm. people they care that much about a whether it's you're verified on Instagram or whether you're not. And something that I have noticed about not having social media is that I do not care. Like people have like fomo like fear of missing out and I'm a very extroverted person, but like I don't miss scrolling because there are so many other ways that I've learned that I can distract myself doing literally, anything else like anything else besides like god obviously can pull me away from god it does not matter what it is mm. like pick your poison there are so many other things
0: yeah i mean and don't i mean like if we want to sit here and, and be honest about this thing i mean isn't that kind of what satan devil whatever wants. you want to call it wants wants is to is to if 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 he can make you scroll for hours on end Right. If you're just mindlessly scrolling and you're not paying attention and, and your yeah. eyes, you know, the, the the lamp to your heart is, is seeing things and are posting things. I mean, that that's the it's the this right here. While it's an amazing tool. Oh, my gosh. It's, it, it's an amazing tool for both sides. Right. Right. We can make it we can make it an amazing tool for God and we can use it as a main tool for God or we can it can be a tool that completely pulls us away. Um, right and i found myself there i i am i mean it is a it, it it is it is a very it is a very scary thing sometimes uh when that screen time notification pops up weekly and lets you know oh, how yeah. you've been spending your time <laughs> uh it, it is it is and and i and i hate so much for i mean uh body image is i i, I I see that as a teacher, you know, I don't really discuss that very much, obviously, because I don't, I don't have the same, I probably don't have the same body image issues as a, uh, as a young teenager has. But I think it's so sad. uh, I really do because, um, you know, I think ultimately if we look at scripture, regardless, we're made in God's image. Right. Right. And, and, and we need to, and that's where we need to start. You know, that's probably where we need to stop. Now it's not to say that you shouldn't let's, let's be real clear on this. It's not to say you shouldn't take care of, your of body. yourself. Yes. That's right. Like, like My dad
1: talks about that a lot. He's like the person like sitting in the corner that doesn't wash their hair, doesn't take care of themselves is not going to feel like any better about themselves. than this person standing over here, trying to do all the workouts trying to eat all the kale trying to do whatever they're doing like yes god wants us to take care of our bodies like the verse i memorized this past week was first corinthians 6 19 through 20 and it says don't you know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god Mm. you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god with your body yes god wants you to use your body if you're athletic go be athletic, go be on a sports team, go glorify God with that win. If that is where your heart is, go do that, but don't let it become an idol. And I think it's like, we flirt mm, dangerously awesome. close to the line. Mm-hmm. Mm, like there's I think a line yeah. of giving God the glory and you taking the glory for yourself. And as an athlete, I think a lot of us know, like we pray that prayer before games, God, give you the glory. Even if we win, even if we lose, help us to walk out of here with our heads held high but how many times out of 10 do we walk off that court win or losing, giving God the glory? And I struggle with that so much. And it is difficult in a world where when, when a sports team wins a game, they get a diamond ring on their finger or they get a trophy or they get all this stuff.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, my favorite, I mean, my, my favorite uh, is the uh, all glory to God, blessed to receive this offer. I think if I've seen that one time, I've seen that a million times on social media. And then you go click on the same social media page, and every other post is doing anything but glorifying God. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the kids giving all glory to God for that offer. But what are we doing with that? What are you doing outside of that? Are you just posting that because, hey, people are going to click like, they're going to click the retweet, or do you truly mean that? Do you truly mean like, hey— this is not of my doing this is of this is this is god's doing right you know and and i think right what you just said if we can go back just a minute where you talked about making your body an idol right if that become that that is where the issue lies right when we start to celebrate the created and not the creator right i mean you can go mm-hmm. read that i mean that's that and that's one of the most powerful verses in scripture where it says that that a they began to worship the creation and not the creator. Not you the know, creator. If, Yeah. If we start doing that, you know, and like I said, it's not to say, don't take care of yourself. Don't do things because you just read scripture that tells us that we need to do that. But at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you have to find that, that balance where uh, I'm taking care of my temple, but I'm also realizing that, you know, I'm trusting in God's, how he's made me right and 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 all that stuff you know because i mean look i'm one of those people where like it's like i was i was talking to macy i have a very bad sweet tooth and a very low metabolism oh yes me too (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know and there's people who there's people who can 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 eat and do things and the metabolism that it doesn't do a thing to them right and and we don't look at that and we don't say yeah we don't look at that and like like you're like I don't know like blame god like oh god why didn't you uh give me better metabolism you know maybe it's hey god uh why don't you help me with this temptation if i'm struggling with eating you know uh i don't blame people for their high metabolisms you know right. it's just it's how people are made i mean it's how your it's how your body is now you can do things to 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 combat that but yeah i think that uh when we talk about that how do we combat doubt uh, one of the first things you said was uh, seek God, right? What does his word tell you? Like who you are, what your body's made for, what your body's meant to do, you know? Right. Uh, I, I think the same, the same thing with any doubt, right? If there's any doubt that you may be having, uh, the first thing you have to do is seek his word, you know? Right. Uh, you know, and ultimately we, we can do that by opening our Bible and reading, uh, but I think one of the most important things that we can do is pray about it, right? Yeah. Be in constant relation, constant communication. Philippians 4, 6-7, that's one probably the the, the most. Love,
1: that's my favorite Bible verse. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it clearly tells you, don't worry about anything. Pray, right? Yeah. Pray, you know? And, and then I not think we pray, take but...
1: that so lightly, too. Like, we don't mm. take it heart. We tell it to people, but we don't. We don't take yes. it to heart.
0: Yeah, like, absolutely.
1: Like um, there was a uh, Francis Chan back to that Bible study thing is that he said that he thought it was okay to like constantly worry about his ministry. Like he basically gave the excuse of like, it's my ministry. God has given me this church to lead. So my job is to worry about it. So then he turns the next, the next page over and it's like, I was so wrong. Because if I'm worried about the ministry that God has given me, that is a humongous problem. Like Mm. God has given you this ministry. God is within this. And yet you're still worried about it. And that can go for absolutely everything.
0: Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where if we don't understand that God has already uh, conquered and God has already won and that the battle is over. Uh, if we don't understand mm-hmm. that first, then that's where that, you know, that, that worrying about what's going to happen, well, that is, is done. Right. You know, right. we can, that's the, I think that's the, that's one of the, the hardest things to do, but it's also the most freeing thing to do is to realize mm-hmm. that it, that it's over. Right. Like it, if you knew you were going to win a game, like you would still go out there and play it, but you would play it more freely. Right. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have that worry. You've been worried about your performance because you knew what the end result was. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, Ultimately, kind of how our life is set up. If you if if you believe, right, if you're if you're saved mm-hmm. by grace and you believe, then you know that's not to say we quit living and we quit doing, but that's meant to be we can live free now, right? Right. Like we know who we are, right? We know whose we are, right? All of, I mean, all yeah. of that stuff, you know. And I think that's what I mean. If keep reading that, I I love verse 7 i mean which verse 6 is incredible when you get to verse 7 it says the peace of god which surpasses all understanding oh, because to when you talked about we can't we can't comprehend it it surpasses yeah. all of our understanding uh and it will guard your heart and that's where you, that's where you remove the doubt right right i mean that's that i mean as a teacher uh one of the things i see a lot of when you when i'm grading a test when you see a student who marked the correct answer, they went back and erased it,
1: and they changed it, <laughs>
0: and they changed it. And they got the wrong one, right? Because that just mm-hmm. that little bit of doubt, right? That little bit of yeah. doubt took them away from from what the correct thing was, you know. Right. And I, that that's how powerful doubt is. I mean, that truly. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a small example. That's how powerful uh, how, how powerful the doubt is. So, what are some things? So, uh, you know, you, you took a fast from social media, but what are some other things? that kind of that that you can do practically speaking as someone who may be listening to this podcast and they're struggling with the same things. What are some things that you have done that you have found to kind of help you in this?
1: Well um, another thing about doubt is there's a lot of things about evil and darkness and Satan and darkness. Like darkness does not like to see light. Darkness does Mm. not like to be exposed in any form or fashion. So the first thing I would do is talk to your parents, talk to your FCA leader, talk to someone who, especially if you're a believer, you should be, if you are doubting Mm -hmm. your mentor or your number one person should be someone who is a believer. Because if you're going to your best friend, you may very well love your best friend, but if they're not a believer, they're not going to give you the godly advice that you need. Like there are certain things that I struggle with. I do not go to someone who is an unbeliever because that person is going to say, Oh, well, you do you, boo, or you do whatever you want to (laughs) do. Yes.
0: Oh, the worst words of all time. You do you, right? (laughs) Live your truth. One of those things. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That, that, it makes me so, that makes that, that phrase makes me so angry.
0: Yeah. And then I think, Oh, and, and I think, you know, more to your point, if we go to Hebrews 10, go to Hebrews 10 and the verses 24 through 25, it talks to us about how, Uh, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, but encouraging one another. Like you have to have community. You have to have people in your life who's going to stir you up in the correct manner. Yeah. I think that's huge. And you got to have accountability people, right? Like if somebody sees you struggling, you need somebody to be like, Hey, Zoe, I see you're going through this. Like, let me, let, let, let's talk about it. Like what's going on. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge.
1: Like my mom, like, my mom can typically tell, because I'm very I'm a very extroverted person, there are some mornings I may just be tired and I don't feel like talking. And there are other mornings when my attitude is just different and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Those are the two worst words yeah, ever. Yeah. And then she's like, I know you're not fine. And then I'll get home from school later that day. And that there had been already either something the day before or the night before or the morning of that I just made me. Upset, and so you need to talk about that with someone because yeah. the doubt inside you is—it's only going to grow. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, yes, you should go speak to God about it, but you should also have someone who can speak to you audibly, speaking right. truth over your life.
0: That's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, well, let me tell you, Zoe, this has been, this has been phenomenal. I am so happy you reached out. Uh, I am so happy that we've got to meet. Uh, I I can say for sure that we like, I'm going to have you on again because this has been incredible. Okay. I mean, this Good. has been a lot of fun. This has been incredible. Uh, I appreciate your heart. I mean, I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing. I mean, that takes a boldness that, you know, like I said, I tell people all the time, this, if, if any, if I've gotten anything out of this, just personally, uh, besides getting to to hear a great message, it's given me faith in the future of, of our community from getting to talk to students, students like yourself, because I mean, it is a, uh, sometimes it's a scary thing, but I know with people like you and, and other people that have come on here, that is a, we're, we're in, we're in good hands. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the youth of this, I'm telling you, I, I really believe this. Uh, I, I've seen it more in the past year or two. This is a, uh, this is a big movement for the youth around here. I mean, there are so many people yeah. involved with FCA and they do a great yes. job. And it is it is powerful stuff, yes, yeah. well, Zoe, thank you so much for your time. uh I of sure course. much I really do appreciate you coming on here, and yeah. uh we will see you guys later all
1: right.